This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Sylvia Charlebois, Professor, Director, Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University, the food professor on what food prices could look like in 2023, plus we chat about some Christmas food. Looking for last-minute Christmas gift ideas, suggestions from Handy Andy Barrar, they're Handy Andy approved, some DIY stuff, some good gift ideas. If you're looking for ways to back up your photo, that could be a good gift and back them up directly from your iPhone. Not complicated. Plus, are you okay with football, the soccer? And what about aromatherapy and so much more? It's the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay with aromatherapy? Now, I went to the spa last Friday. Really? It's the first time I've ever done that by myself. You know that? Oh. Have you ever done that by yourself? Uh, no. No, I have not done I've only ever done a spa, I think, once in, in uh, Indonesia. Oh. Different kind of spa? No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Shane implies it was a brothel. <laughs> it, was, it was a spa. Okay. Um, no, I, like, I mean, I've gone with friends, uh, girlfriends, whatever, to the spa. But this day, I booked a massage and took full advantage of the you know, the hot tubs, the cold tubs, the sitting rooms, the quiet. Had a little nap in the meditating room. I'm pretty sure I was snoring. That's how I woke up anyway. So I would say for aromatherapy, I mean, that's a, that's a cool thing. I like that. I mean, I don't really buy into the essential oils will, you know, raise your chakras, blah, blah stuff. But they sure smell good, make you feel good. Well... It's been used for centuries. Uh, and basically, I think the science is that nice smelling things make you you feel nice, right? Is is that mm. really the science behind aromatherapy? Things Maybe. that smell good. It's supposed to like relieve stress. So like you know, it 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 affects the um, uh, your smell sense, and you uh, you feel good, and and you feel less stressed. So I think there's yeah. at least some validity to it. Well, I mean, hey, if it makes you feel good, it's yeah. probably a good start. I would say, right, Fairball? Yeah. yeah. And, and right. for the record, it was a legit spa that I went to in Bali. Mm-hmm. It was a legit spa. Like this was mm-hmm. Bali. This wasn't Thailand. Like I'm. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> well, uh, favorite smells. Okay, for me, you know, I always get the like. I like the citrus stuff. Uh, I I like um, citrus stuff. I like lavender. I like the I like the tea tree oil. I like lavender. Yeah, I find the tea tree oil kind of burns. Like it, I can smell. Yeah, it burns my nostrils a little bit. The mm-hmm. old tea tree oil one. Uh, yeah, I like lavender. I like anything coconutty. You know, I like that. I like a little coconut smell. Ooh, coconutty. Yeah, it's very exotic. Yeah. All right, so um, lavender is supposed to be like the mellow man. Um, supposed to be good for you, peaceful. You get yourself a little uh, eye pillow. Smells of lavender. Get on a nice flight. They'll give you a little lavender scent for your wrists or whatever, so make you mellow. Stuff like that. Well, a lavender scent uh, aromatherapy spray from Walmart did exactly what it's not supposed to. Well, maybe it did. It mellowed people too much. In fact, it hurt them really bad and uh, killed some people. Better Homes and Garden releasing this statement on the recall tonight saying, we are deeply concerned to learn that an aromatherapy room spray produced by Flora Classic Inc., for Walmart and sold under the Better Homes and Gardens brand has been found to contain dangerous bacteria. We take issues of consumer safety extremely seriously and urge anyone who may have purchased these products to contact Walmart immediately and follow the CDC guidelines contained in the recall notice. Our focus now is on assisting Walmart as much as possible with their recall efforts to ensure these products are returned safely. Wow. Yeah, so that's not good, is it? No. I, I But I always wonder about that. Like, I wonder if you're buying it from Amazon or Etsy or Alibaba, your aromatherapy. I mean, do you really know what kind of oils are in there? Uh, no, I suppose not. Uh, and I'm surprised when they say that it contained dangerous bacteria because based upon the bacteria that, you know, sometimes grows in the kitchen... I don't think bacteria mm. ever smells nice, so I'm surprised that it's included <laughs> in this. Yeah, that's very, very true. 
Um, well, so, you know, this, this is, um, the intended outcome is for everyone to relax and go through everything. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, in this particular case, uh, did not do that. So we're going to move on to our next story and go into, are you okay with, um, drugs, the drugs, the, the pot. Pot? I have a radio co-host, my buddy pot? Joe Cahill, back in the day. Oh, yeah. When we were in your hometown. Yeah, St. Kitts. And his mom used to always say, Joey, are you on the pot? <sighs> this, was a long, this was before the pot was okay. Now it's fine. Yeah, this was a long yeah. time ago. It was, was 20 years time ago. ago. I, feel, I feel like Ryan should be here. Like, <laughs> this is his thing. It's not mine. Oh, should really. we save this one for tomorrow till yeah, it comes back? I don't know. Like, if it's just, are you okay with the pot, then uh, I'm not really a big smoker of the pot. I haven't. Last time I smoked any marijuana was the day that it was legalized here in Canada. I decided that night, I was like, well, it's legal Today's now. the day? Today's the day. I like it. Wow. It always gave me such anxiety anytime I got high on the marijuana. Whether I ate it or smoked it, so I just didn't bother with it really that much. Rule but, breaker. Yeah, but the, no, with the day that it became legal, I was like, well, it's legal, so I may as well. And then I was a little anxious as I was out here. I think it was, when was it? It was like 2017 or something like that, 18. Uh, I was out here in Vancouver, and I was very anxious the entire time. I was like, everybody knows I'm high, and I had to keep reminding myself, but that's oh, really? okay. It's legal yeah. now. I'm really allowed to be high. That's kind of fascinating. Okay, cool. I mean, it's not just not my thing really at all. So uh, it's been a lot longer than that. Okay, so overcoming things uh, is difficult. Like quitting smoking, don't understand it. Uh, quitting the, the drugs, you know, don't understand it. I've never been through that experience. I know how hard it is to break the habit to have a Ryan Coke when I'm watching hockey. I know how hard it is to break the habit of having popcorn after a bad day, right? Like, so the simplest of the habits are hard to break. I can only imagine how difficult it is uh, to do that. Now, overcoming alcoholism has got to be extremely difficult. Researchers are hoping a new treatment might help it, though. Ketamine. Hi, Chris. Hello, Peter. You know, I was just thinking, when I was your age, my Uncle Roy shared a beer with me. Anyway, I thought him sharing that beer with me was the coolest thing ever. And I know nowadays things are different, so I got some crystal meth. I figured we could do it together as father and son. I don't know about that. Tell you what, I'll get us started. <sighs> that feels... That feels better. You sure that stuff is okay? All I know is the guys who made it are dead. Why is there no hole in this wall? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, so ketamine is uh, an anesthetic, essentially, is what it is. Um, and it was introduced for the uh, maintenance of anesthesia, is a nice way to say it. But people use it as a recreational drug, if you're not drug savvy. Boy, we really need Ryan on days like today. Yeah. Um the use of psychedelics alongside therapy is, uh, has been around for a long time, but it's newly being accepted as a very, um, curious area of research. Innovative segment of research aimed at tackling certain mental health problems from depression, PTSD, alcoholism is in there too. Researchers are launching a 2.4 million euro phase three trial to explore how ketamine can potentially treat alcohol and, uh, and treat the disorder. Professors are leading the study to say, uh, say people with alcohol problems could find it difficult to engage with psychological interventions. The ketamine can help them do that. According to doctors, experience activated by ketamine could help participants shift their perspective and view their alcohol problems in a different way while promoting their brain growth. Uh, which is interesting, but okay, so if you go to the doctor and you're like, hey doc, I'm drinking too much. I think I need help. And he's like, Excellent. Take these drugs. I mean, that sounds like a really bad pusher movie, right? That I mean, that's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Well, I mean, that is kind of what happens anyway. You go to the doctor, you say, yeah. I've got a problem. And usually They're it like, is excellent to take these drugs. drugs. <laughs> go next door to the pharmacy I own and take these drugs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see like the... the they're very powerful drugs. I mean, in the case of uh, psychedelics, of course, and ketamine, they like rewire the brain. So 
Mm-hmm. There's probably some legit science behind it that smart science people have figured out. Okay, you're drinking too much. Would you do the ayahuasca? This one comes up over and over again. Would you do the ayahuasca, speaking of rewiring the brain? Oh, yeah, I totally would. I totally really? want to. Yeah, I want to do the ayahuasca at one point. Properly done with the Yeah, with like the South America South style? South American style. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Really? I, I see. It terrifies me. I mean, I like that notion of it, but... You scared of her rewiring? Well, I'm the vanity part kicks in, which is the kind of the whole point. I mean, you do poop yourself and yeah. you do get sick in front of other people and all that stuff. Um, and then you have breakfast the next day. Like, I mean, that's weird. But the I don't know. I just what if my rewiring I don't like me? <laughs> it's not like you like how many strikes do you get when you go get yourself rewired again? I feel like you're taking the puzzle pieces that is Brendan Kelly in a box, you're shaking the box and dumping it on the table and try to rebuild a new puzzle. No, I think it, it pushes you in the direction you were probably going to eventually go anyway. Perhaps it mm. jumps over that midlife crisis. You don't have to buy the sports car, you know? Yeah, yeah. but I like cars. Oh, yeah. the, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But like, what mm-hmm. if you don't like who you are when you come out? What if you don't remember? I, don't like, th- I mean, it is. I think you're going to like who you are. You you right now might not like the future self, but your brain's rewired and oh, you're so rewired right there, you're into like, liking yourself. Me. Yeah, you're going to love yourself right? when you're I don't I don't know what you'd be doing. You'd be playing like garb upside down garbage cans on the on Yeah, the, right? Yeah, on the bongos. Yeah. All right. Um let's squeeze in one more. Which one do you want to do? Let's do FIFA. Okay. Can we do that one? Okay. Um All right. Are you okay with soccer? I feel like every time I say soccer, I have to apologize to anybody who's not North American. Football. The footy. The footy, as they say, over in the UK Mm -hmm. and and Ireland. The footy. Mm -hmm. Um, No, no, I'm not really. I do not follow the footy at all. I I know very little. I know very little of the the current day footy. I mean, I know a yellow, yellow card is bad. That's bad. Yeah. Red card, really bad. Um, mm. I just, I'm just like, I, I mean, I'm learning it, and I, I am enjoying learning it. I, it's, it, I expect it to be an exciting sport, and it's not. It's just more like chess. So I'm trying. Now, Argentina won FIFA World Cup. Pretty amazing. One of the best finals they say in ever in the world. Uh, now it definitely divides the world. That's for sure. Great game, have to say. Did they deserve to win? I think so. You know, was the tenacity there? They certainly had the finish. They decided, certainly in the conversation of best footballers ever, Messi. Is there a way to how track how hard they kick the ball, though? We've seen it in hockey. Apparently now, there is. In football, speed is everything, but how fast are you? Speedball measures the speed of your kick. Using revolutionary smart sensor technology, you can work on your power and precision to become the ultimate baller. Smart ball, speed ball. What speed will you reach? Only at Smiths. Uh, so is this the uh, is this a whole new look at this? Like, is this the data getting too deep though? Not losing the, um, not getting the, um, you know, the um, the heart of the game versus the data and the analytics changing the game. We're seeing it in hockey. That's why the betting is so big. Yeah, well, it's like that in every sport now. The data, yeah, no, I'm not surprised that they're doing this 100%. Although that commercial makes it sound far more exciting than it is, like with the laser and zappy found effects behind the guy. Yeah. Well, so soccer doesn't move at that pace. Nope, nor is it that exciting. Um, but the uh, my son, he's got his own radar gun for, for shots. I mean, is it perfectly calibrated? I don't think so, but if you want to know how hard your shot is, I mean, you have all of that in hockey, so it shouldn't really be surprised. No, no. It's weird when you're watching the game, though. Like back in the, I think it was the '90s, late '90s, when they had the they had the colorized puck and it would streak like a video game say, on the TV. Yeah, Fox yeah. did the colorized puck because Americans couldn't see the black puck on the white surface, so mm-hmm. they had the colorized puck. And yeah, and then when they would shoot it, there would be a big red streak behind streak when it was really yeah. fast. Yeah, but that's starting to come back again. You're starting to see that stuff, at least in the replays, which is which is weird. So I don't know. I, I just kind of miss the old, old organic sport of the sporty things and the sportsing. This is the Shift Podcast. Well, it's Christmas time. 
starting to look more expensive for all the Christmas food and all the treats. And uh, what a great time to talk about. Um, hopefully, he brings some good news about groceries for next year because I hate to break it to you. He nailed it for 2022, which I kind of wish he had got it all wrong. But uh, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois <laughs> is here. How are you doing, bud? Merry Christmas. Very good. I know your listeners can't see my shirt, but I'm wearing right now a, a yellow shirt, which, which looks a lot like 2022, you know? Be careful. It's a, little, it's a nice shirt. It's very mustard. But that, it is mustard, yes. And it's yeah. very warm too for skiing. So it's yeah. very nice. Very Perfect. comfy. Well, yeah. it is uh it has been oh my god, it's so cold here today too. So um okay, well, how are you? How are things? Uh, you're settling into Christmas. I mean, you have like twenty four kids, so things must be busy. <laughs> um how how's everything with the fam jam and everyone's starting to settle in and all collect together now? Listen, we're we're things are great here in the Shalbois family. Everyone's healthy, which is the most important thing. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna start celebrating, I guess, tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, and uh, we're hosting a lot this year because uh, I guess my family thinks I have a lot of money, and so <laughs> I can spend a lot of money on food. Yeah, food that a lot of people can't afford, I guess. But we're actually doing. You know, something unique this year, we're doing uh, some potlucks, you know, because mm. everyone's talking about food prices, right? It's, great it's It's a common denominator for everyone. Everyone's affected by food inflation. No matter if you're rich or poor, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And people want to help out. People want to chime in. They want to actually bring some of their dishes. Mm-hmm. And over the last two, three years, a lot of people have cooked. So they're probably proud of a dish they made at home and they want to brag about it. So it's all good. All good. So what kind of, uh, so does everyone stay, they don't all stay with you. They just stay close by or, or. Yeah, they, we, we actually, uh, my wife and I were partners, uh, of, of a hotel, right? Oh, in that's Sauvard, right. right here. Yeah. It's called the Relais Saint Denis. So 42, it's, it has 42 rooms. And so when we, whenever we have guests, just stay over at the at, at the at the hotel. Yeah, and it's just three minutes away from the cottage. Do you give a it's discount, right? Do you get a do you get a discount? Depends who. <laughs> Depends which family member. <laughs> you know, when I remember you told me that story, I didn't know it was so close. So I yeah, don't even know if it was actually in the same a town. Uh, if whenever you're in Saint Sauveur, let me know. Uh, there's a sauna, a a a pool open twelve oh. months a year. It's it's Mel great. And I'll take you up on that. You yeah. be careful. I'll be the I'll be the family member that costs you more money. Um, I may offer you a discount. I just may. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you um you so potluck. What does that look like for you guys? Just like everybody's bringing dishes. Like, I mean, this is a great idea, Sylvain, just in general. Everybody's sort of looking at it differently. It's, it does help share the cost, right? Yep. You know, I mean, it helps with Janelle not having to, um, you know, work all the time, you know, cooking and because God knows you're not going to be. So, um, (laughs) ouch, (laughs) I'll be serving drinks. That's a lot of work, you know? Hey, you're good on the grill and you're a great bartender. That's Um, right. So, I mean, that must make things easier. Does that, when you're planning all this family stuff, does that take some pressure off you too? Uh, a little. I, I think, I mean, I, it's a matter of pride. And, and, and frankly, food is, is about sharing. It's about values, about family, traditions. And so obviously, uh, Janelle, my wife, owns the turkey. Like mm-hmm. she she cooks the best turkey in the world. It's never, it's just perfect. It's not too dry. Uh, it's just perfect, perfect. So other other members of our family will bring uh, a charcuterie board, a cheese mm-hmm. board, those kinds of things that you would see on the side. And that would actually just go well with the with the rest of the evening. So uh, no, it's 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 easy. It was really easy to plan, you know. And That's so cool. we're doing it with uh, with our family, and we're doing it with the in laws as well. Well, you see, you said that thing about, you know, food being such an important part of culture. And I know that when you spoke to Roy Green this weekend, you did, you mentioned that with him too. You know, we forget about that part. We can talk about, hey, by the way, you can save three bucks if you go get this instead. Um, but, yep. you know, your your family history, you know, as a French family, my family history, as, you know, Irish, uh, these 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 little things matter, right? Keeping them alive. Oh. So when, when we stress the food and we stress the cost of the things that, you know, sort of we identify our families with, that has a big impact on people. Oh, absolutely. So whenever I, I hear uh, stories about, say, COP15 on biodiversity, I think biodiversity is a, is a very important issue for, for humankind. But whenever uh, it is suggested that perhaps we should, uh, I don't know, reduce uh, reduce our animal protein intake uh, 
by 30, 40%. To me, it's, it's, it's so linear and simplistic. Uh, the reasoning is very simplistic. I mean, it's, this, it's not, yes, we should be thinking about what we eat, mm-hmm. but to mandate diets and encouraging people to become vegetarians or vegans, to me, it's, it really doesn't, uh, it, it does, it doesn't focus on what's, real what's important uh, when it comes to food and that's culture food is culture and uh, to me it's it's kind of some of the discussions that we're having about food these days is a bit concerning because it just doesn't really value all the things that are great about food mm-hmm. well it's very similar to the the quick assumptions we make about you know petroleum products and, and heating like of course we all wish that everything was carbon neutral and perfect and didn't damage anything we do but yeah. it's minus 28 when you're having you and i are having this conversation <laughs> right now and i was looking at you know as i was where, driving where around are earlier your solar panels exactly solar panel. i wish that i had more solar panels to keep me warm today um but the reality is is that when it's this cold like these these are the kinds of things that i think this is the good stuff that canadians need to talk about because yeah. of course everybody wishes that it was you know perfectly clean but so when we talk about food, that's it's a great way to change the topic and find a little bit more clarity for people. So I, I do like yeah. that. But I think I mean in terms of producing milk and cheese and uh, producing beef, I mean of course there are ways to 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 make these uh, sources more sustainable, and mm-hmm. the industry is actually working uh, on 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 that agenda. And so we need to appreciate the the work and the effort because at the end of the day, farmers. Let's start with farmers. Farmers are the best environmental stewards in the world. And and all of a sudden you have these scientists coming in and and have the this I we know best sort of approach. And mm. I think it's a bit insulting, to be honest. Oh, it is. I had that conversation um, with Spencer just this summer when I said to him, I said, you know, what do you think about all this fertilizer stuff? My buddy Pat's the same. And both guys are farmers. One is a small family farm, smaller business. Uh, they do really well. And the other one is like big business. They yep. six six combines at a million dollars a piece drones kind of big farm business right? folks yeah yeah and so um and i said that to him and, and he said to me was exactly what he reflected what you said which was the only asset i have is that dirt and so if i abuse that dirt then i have no business he said so you you don't have to tell me i'm paraphrasing of course my own words uh you don't have to tell me to take care of my dirt i have oh, yeah. to like exactly. I, it's the only asset i have and if it blows away or i plow it because i mean they don't even plow anymore right because they would lose so much in the wind so um if if i lose that i've got nothing so i struggle with listening to you know but it's a, a scientist come in and i say mean it. your friend has uh, it makes a great point i mean ottawa doesn't necessarily try to understand agriculture i mean look at what happened with with russia in the spring charging a tariff on russian fertilizer farmers had to pay 34 million dollars in tariffs because Ottawa had uh, some issues with Russia. That tariff never had a punitive impact on Russia at all. All we mm-hmm. did was to extract $34 million from from our own farmers. And Christopher Finland last week announced that that money was going to Ukraine to, uh, to help them rebuild the country. I think everyone wants Canada to help Ukraine, but the money source where the money came from was seen as as an insult by farmers. I mean, because they Absolutely. had no choice but to buy Russian fertilizer. So yeah. again, you can see that urban politics are absolutely driving many of the decisions in Ottawa, and there's no effort to understand agriculture. So that, wow. that's why I can't blame farmers for saying that Ottawa has declared war against agriculture because it's kind of true. It's it's very true. I mean, if you really wanted to dilute the value of Russian um, fertilizer. Here's a business one-on-one tip. Make more fertilizer so you don't have to buy the Russian fertilizer. Then they get zero bucks. Exactly. But. Well, it's the it's nitrogen, right? It's the nitrogen that really is problematic mm-hmm. for Canada. We do, may, we do produce a lot of fertilizers, but uh, a lot of the fertilizers is actually for export markets. So, yeah. But you're right, Shane. I, I think we need to work on the three elements of, of, of how we feed our soil, which absolutely, I think I'm going to keep that quote 
the number one asset for farmers, soil. Mm -hmm. absolutely. absolutely, use it because it's so true and it's so clear, right? And I realize that nitrogen is a, is a thing, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, some countries are taking discount oil from Russia because it's cheaper and they need to. Um, and the reality is, is that, you know, there are other countries that, you know, we can do business deals with and right. Like the, 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 the it's not perfect, but, um, there are other options and it's boy, we take shortcuts. Anyway, we're taking shortcuts <laughs> with food here too. So man, Charlotte yeah. here on the shift. I'm Shane Hewitt. Okay. You did your forecast for next year. Uh, you yes. and your food, your food nerd friends, you all got together. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. Uh, well, I know before, we yeah. tried to, but then I was away and you were away, and and here it's, we are. Uh, so. It was a busy week, as uh, I mean, we actually released Canada's food price report on December fifth, the same day I was testifying in Ottawa uh, about food inflation. So that was a, a, just a crazy day, but uh, yeah, we're we are expecting. Uh, food prices again to go up in in uh, in 2023, five to seven percent for a family of four. You're looking at uh, a bill of about sixteen thousand dollars for the first time, so an extra thousand sixty-five dollars. So almost a hundred bucks a month is what you're saying. Basically, and two days later, the Bank of Canada was raising its uh, its rate, right? Mm. And that extra 0.5, uh, if you're a family of four with a mortgage of $300,000 amortized over 25 years, you're looking at paying an extra hundred bucks a month. So that week, basically we were telling people next year, you're paying $200 extra for, and, and that's 45%, 45% of mortgage holders have a flexible rate. So Does a that, lot of people um, were affected by by what happened last week. Yeah, well, I did for me too because I have lines of credit with my business, right? So, yeah, you know, the four and a half points or whatever it is at now over what it was. I mean, that has a massive impact on the end of the month. Um, so when you guys do that for food forecast for next year, um, d does the interest rate is that one of the variables that you have to toss at it? Um, because I it mean, is. the businesses are operating at a different level at that point. It is, and this is kind of the big elephant in the room when it comes to forecasting, because a lot of people don't realize that consumers themselves are a factor. I mean, mm -hmm. we buy stuff, and if we buy stuff, well, if we buy a lot of that stuff or that stuff, prices tend to go up. Right. I mean, that's really the nature of, of supply and demand. If people don't buy stuff, prices will likely stall or drop. That, yeah, we have full control if we choose it, right? So interest rates will have impact on on many households buying power, of course. And so in 2023, we are expecting many households to manage a much tighter, tighter ship uh, at home. So you're not going to go out and buy, you know, more salmon or lobsters or you'll be a little bit more careful. You'll be more frugal. So that will have an impact on not only how much you're buying, but what you're buying as well. So you may trade down, trade sideways a little bit. So we're expecting a, a very uh, a different marketplace in 2023 as a result. We're being trained, we're being hardwired right now to 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 be very different shoppers at the grocery store or the dollar store or mm -hmm. the discount store uh, to buy when, when we're buying food. Have you seen a shift in where people are going? I, I find it curious because, you know, I know that I don't, I avoid some of the more, you know, those, I don't know what you would call them um, as a smart food guy, but as a uh, amateur food guy, I would say <laughs> that, you know, they're the, they're the neighborhood grocery stores, the ones that are full coverage in all the neighborhoods, um, yeah. typically a little bit higher prices, but they're convenient because they're five blocks away. Uh, you know, those kinds of stores, I've just avoided them. And then you also have, you know, stock traders asking Costco to raise prices to increase margins because the stock's in general, they're looking for more dividends or value. Yep. So there's pressure in the marketplace for the business to do it differently. The good news about Costco is they've got so much leverage, they can do what they want. Um, and so are you seeing a shift in where people are shopping? Can you see those numbers from, from what you're, or is that just more of a report that you get from the stores? Well, actually, you know what? I we're, um, We think that people are smarter uh, because they're gathering more information even before they leave the, the the home. And so the intelligence that they have when they walk out the door before they show up at the grocery store, they'll know exactly how much you should be paying. About 10, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. I bet you most people had no clue how much they would they should be paying for milk, cheese, beef. Right. But now beef, yeah. 
a lot more people are doing their homework. Um, but also, I think people are taking the time to 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 see exactly what other options are there out there close to their homes too. And some of them are specialty stores, by the way, Shane. I mean, some really? of them are small shops, but some of them actually offer better deals. Mm-hmm. So some some of them actually offer deals that are uh, products that are more expensive and unique, of course. But some of them actually, you know, especially in produce where commodities are so meat as well. Uh, I must say, I mean, I I don't know about 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 Calgary or or uh, other places, but I can tell you in Montreal, Toronto, Halifax, there are a lot of specialties that do offer pretty darn good deals these days. Well, you tell you told me that about butchers, right? Butchers yep. can't also sell you oranges and milk, so they need your business for only the meat, and they're willing to compete completely differently. I mean, think the butcher of fifteen years ago would compete on quality only and go for a premium product, but in today's world, uh, they can because the big stores are buying better quality in general too. Yep. Um, they, um, you know, now they're competing on price a little bit, customer service, convenience. They're competing in a lot of ways that that you didn't um we haven't seen a couple of decades ago yeah no absolutely and so i think it's important i would i I would give them a chance you know uh don't just uh dismiss them uh outright actually look go and visit i we actually go to specialty stores every not every week every couple of weeks because we can't really like most people you can't afford to go to three places a week you just choose a couple right uh one every week and and if you do that if you go to different places every other week uh, you'll probably save some money because you 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 become more aware of of market conditions and and this is the new normal. I mean, prices change every single day now. Like every single day, if you walk into a grocery store, the next day you need to expect different prices. Now yeah. we talked about um, food, and are we seeing any shortages of stuff going into Christmas? It, the lettuce thing is still difficult, but um, you know, is it I, still difficult where you are? Because I, I haven't been able to see. There's not just not a ton of it. I mean, it's around now, but it's not a ton of it. Um, and I, you don't I, eat lettuce, do you? I, I don't eat <laughs> admit vegetables. It, admit it. <laughs> we don't eat vegetables. Uh, no, but go into Freshco who I would typically go in there for the good produce, right? I mean, the shelves are, you know, basically just ugly old shelves, but the, the produce has always been pretty good. Yeah. And um, not a pretty store, but good prices. And then, but then I go to the, you're independent grocer, and now they've got these big bins of beautiful red peppers, like Fresco had one, and oh, it yeah? was like beat up. And so I fa- I've found that inconsistency in produce to be a thing in the last maybe four, six weeks. Um, are, are we seeing anything else that's coming down the pike here that we need to know about or are things finally settling out? I, I must say, I mean, I'm looking around and uh, we're, we're in good shape, you know. Uh, mm. We're in good shape. Uh, I think the only place where uh, we could see some problems is out west, Alberta and BC with Turkey. Uh mm. The avian flu is really just impacting poultry, eggs, and so I know that there's been some reports of shortages for turkey and eggs in that area, in that market, for obvious reasons. But other than that, actually, it's been it's been okay. Mm-hmm. That's good news. I learned that from you, yeah. by the way, where you used to tell me, like, go to one store one week and the other store the other week and see what's going on. Yeah. That, that was your fault. So, yeah, I blame you. Is it working? I think so. I think I'm learning more. I don't know yeah. if I'm getting less in the prices thing because there's a lot of numbers to remember. But um, I think I'm learning more about what's available and what's convenient and, and what they offer. So I think that part's really good. Yeah. So that's the part I really like. Yeah. I got to tell you, Shane, I mean, more and more I'm seeing retailers with digitized uh, prices, you know, mm-hmm. digitized pricing. Uh, I just saw one today. Uh, I walked in and last year, all everything was paper-based. Mm-hmm. Now it's all digitized. Why? Mm-hmm. Because every hour they'll change the price if due to supply and demand. So if they're if they have if they have too many oranges, they'll bring down the price. If they're yeah. out of oranges, they'll just jack up the price. The last dynamic five boxes pricing. of Cheerios, right? Exactly. Well, dynamic why, why pricing. Not? Why not? Why not? It's in hotels, in golf courses, it's in airlines. I yeah. mean, I get it. But just make sure you scan your stuff before you do it. That's so important. Merry Christmas to you, bud. Um, hey. And uh, and you and Janelle and all the best. And um, I look forward to my free night at the hotel now that you've uh, given uh, everyone who's listening a free night. That's awesome. I Did I say free? Did I, I think you free? did. Oh, I, com- I connection's know. breaking up. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas, listen, brother. You take care, huh? And we'll uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. Yeah, I'll text you and bother you through the through our days off. Why not? No problem. Okay, brother. <laughs> bye bye. This is the Shift Podcast. Oh, he's a disco dancer, all right. Give him a glow stick and a electronic show in Vegas, and boy, you're in for a good night. Uh, Handy Andy Barrar is here. He's got his nice heavy robe on and our video call, ready to talk Christmas presents. Hey, buddy. How are you, Shane? I'm wonderful. It's been a couple of weeks since we've chatted, so I've been looking forward to this all day today. I know. It feels weird if I don't talk to you at least once a week, you know? If it goes two weeks, I actually can feel it. You know, I haven't oh, had a one-on-one with nice. Shane. That's nice. Um, okay, let's get started. You've posted a link up at shiftheads.ca. You have the last-minute gift ideas list of simple, easy things. Are we going Amazon simple on this, or what's the plan? Yeah, so... You know, these ones are all on Amazon. Depending on where you live, you might get it in time for Christmas or you might have to take a rain check and, and get it after. But they are such good gifts that even if it's after Christmas, people will love it. Um, the first one, actually, I talked about this on Black Friday, Shane. And this gift, so many people had emailed me talking about saying, what was that thing that you talked about that I'm putting it on my Christmas list as well? And this is for anybody out there that has an iPhone. If you're full of storage, you have no more storage for photos and videos, you don't want to use iCloud, you don't want to pay that subscription to have it all stored in the cloud, and you want to get this all backed up on your laptop, do I have the gift for you? It's from SanDisk. It's called the iExpand flash drive. And here's how it works. It's like a little tiny thumb drive, except you have the lightning port on one end. So you plug it into your iPhone or your iPad, you download an app, you select all the photos that you want to move, and then it automatically moves it onto this thumb drive. Then on the other side of the thumb drive, it has a USB, you put it into your laptop and literally drag and drop all of those photos onto your laptop. Once you see that they're on your laptop, you can go ahead and delete them off your iPhone and bada bing, bada bang, you got yourself a brand new empty storage on your iPhone without having to use um, iCloud. So super affordable. You can get about 128 gigs for about $70 or 256 gigs for just under $100. So it's a must have for anybody out there with an iPhone or an iPad that has full of storage. Go to my website, handyandymedia.com. I also have it on the Shifts group page as well at the shift.ca shiftheads.ca shiftheads.ca my my bad all right uh the uh (laughs) okay so technology that's a good one i mean that's almost a peace of mind kind of kind of gift right i mean when you think about it you know you're you're giving the peace of mind of having um well knowing where everything is i suppose is probably the best way to say it yeah and the the great thing about it it's so small you could put it on your keychain so even if you know someone else like that's the thing it's a thumb drive so you you could have one in the family and you just grab everyone's iphone put all that storage on there move it onto a onto a laptop you could even put it on an external hard drive put it in the safety deposit box or store it where, wherever you want it's 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 about getting it off your phone without having to put in the cloud and pay for it. Because that's what all these companies want us to do is pay more and more for cloud storage. We can go old school like we used to do. Put it on our laptops, put it on our own external hard drives, put it on your network attached storage at your own house if you want to get super geeky with it. But get it off your phone so you don't have to pay for that that online cloud storage. There you go. That's good advice. I mean, when they said, by the way, this is a paperless society, they didn't mention you're going to be renting hard drive space for the rest of your life. I know, I know. And they try to get you like that because the, these are precious photos. And then you're like, well, I, I like the convenience, but you can have your cake and eat it too if you put it on your, your own uh, hard drives because you could actually set up your own cloud storage and access it on an app. I did that a couple of years ago and it's not that hard. It's a little geeky, but there are options out there. Now, the next one, this one I got my parents and boy, did I... Was it a great gift? It's a solar power um, 
sensors, like uh, light sensors. So typically when you have lights around your house, they have motion detection. Well, these are solar power motion detection lights. So they get charged up by the sun and you can set it so that at nighttime when somebody walks by it, it detects there's motion and this LED light goes on. Now it's not as bright as the ones that you would have that are typically wired powered, but what you can do, and I did this down my parents' house, they have a long driveway. I have it so that one light goes on and as you keep walking, the night, the next light goes on, the next one goes on, the next one goes on. There, and you don't ever have to charge them. That's the beauty. All it needs is to be able to get some type of sunlight and they'll go off. You can get a 10 pack for $50 and they have a $10 coupon. So a 10 pack for about $40 Canadian. You won't find uh, anywhere else at, at that price. And it's great anywhere that you have a dark spot around your house. And it's great for during thieves as well, because if they come like walk onto your driveway at night, these things will turn on, they get scared and they, and they run away. And it's also good for critters too, like raccoons, if they try to get into your garbage cans, any kind of motion, these lights will go on and you get a 10 pack of these. You can put all around your house for 40 to $50. Another great gift idea. Well, and when you think about it, I mean, the, these are not the kind of things I don't think anyway, Andy, that are going to last for like 20 years. Like it's not that kind of thing. But if you get four or five years out of them and you break it down like a 10 pack, you're like five bucks. That's like a dollar a year for lighting up that pathway, right? Like I always look at people put some really fancy lights on their stairs. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty, it looks beautiful. They're hardwired, all that stuff without a doubt, but it's expensive. Things like this, if you have that, I always think of the sidewalk, you know, along the side of the house where you've got that one yep. awkward step down is the to meet the grade. This is the kind of stuff that that really would make a difference um, are, are those moments like that. And, and what's great about this one is it has double-sided tape. So you could actually just tape it onto a wall or you even have a little hole where you can put a screw and just kind of hang it on the screw. But you're right. Anywhere there's like a dark area, staircases where, where you just want to make sure that's lit. And this is such a great gift shape. It shows that you care about people's safety. It's easy to set up. And people are going to be like, wow, like you changed my life. Every time I go out for the garbage now, I can actually see the ground. If there's ice, you're not going to fall because everything is lit. And it's using LED technology. And it doesn't really require that much energy. And that's why it can be powered by the winter and in summer. So another great gadget for uh, gift ideas for people out there that are looking for last minute gifts. Love it. Okay, so here we are. It's handyandymedia.com. Handy Andy Barrar is here. And um, we're going over some last minute Christmas ideas. Now, what would be a, a recommendation list from Handy Andy if it didn't have a little DIY on it? Well, this one's a really good one because we were just talking about having photos on your smartphone. This one over here is a Wi-Fi digital photo frame. And here's how it works. You set this up in someone's house. Say it's like the grandparents. You set them up with this digital photo frame. You connect it to their Wi-Fi network. Then you use an app on your phone. And what you can do is you can pick all the photos that you take on your smartphone. You could either set it up as an album in like Google Photos or inside this app, you can then push it onto that digital photo frame. So you, you could be vacationing with the kids, taking pictures, and the grandparents can all of a sudden see those coming up on this digital photo frame in their living room on almost real time. It's one of the coolest things. And I highly recommend during during the Christmas, you know, Christmas holidays is to scan all of your old photos. And then you get one of these digital photo frames. It's a great way to share all those photos. When you have families over, tell them to bring the old photo albums. You can get these apps now on your smartphone and you just basically take each of those photos or you can buy a digital scanner and do it the um, that way as well. But we have to digitize all of these old photos of ours. And it's a great way is once they are digitized, a great way to look at them is through a Wi-Fi digital photo frame. You know what's cool about some of them is some of them have some apps where you can literally just be like, I'm just changing the photo on your picture without telling you. And I yes. think that stuff's cool. Like, that's neat. But if you're on vacation and I, I imagine this, you know, parents, whatever they want, mom walks in the kitchen or dad walks into, you know, his, his chair to read the paper or the photo frames right next to him. That was very stereotypy of me, but. Well, that is what it is. It's my parents right there. And, but then, you know, say I'm on vacation. Andy and I are in Vegas. And, um, and I just changed the picture on the, on the, on the photo frame and it's me and Andy thumbs up, you know, in Vegas. Oh, look, there's another photo. So it's kind of like, 
It's kind of cool because you you can you can sort of influence some of those things, right? Yes, and the way that these work is they don't they don't show photos when no one's in the room. So if it's at nighttime, these photo frames will actually turn on. It's only when someone walks in the room they can actually detect the motion, and then it turns on, which saves energy. And just like you said, you can update those photos at any time. So. If the grandparents say, know that you're going on this vacation, you can then send them these photos directly to this photo frame. It's just one of those great kind of uses of technology. And when you set this up, for, especially for elderly people, and they get these real-time photos of like their grandkids, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, it puts a smile onto their face. And it's just, it's one of those, like when you win, get a gift where you're, you're just like, yes, I have won Christmas. This is one of those gifts that, that will do that. I love it. Okay, so handyandymedia.com uh, is the website. Give us one more uh, before we're done here. Something convenient, something easy that's going to help us out on your uh, last Okay, well, I, I got to do a DIY one. So a lot of people out there, they have a Dyson vacuum and it starts to die. It just doesn't have the power as it used to. You can get an adapter for Dyson's V8, V9, V10, all the different types of Dyson's. I have an, an example on my website, but it's an adapter where you can put on a DeWalt battery power or a Milwaukee battery pack. So the, the battery packs that you use for your drill, you can then insert it into your Dyson and you're gonna get way more power doing this way and you don't have to get a new battery. It's about a $30 adapter or you could actually get the adapter with the battery on it as well but it really brings to life those old Dyson. So if you know someone that has one, doesn't keep that charge anymore, one of these adapters will do the trick. doesn't cost that much. And again, you can go to my website, handymedia.com to find out uh, where to buy it on Amazon. All right, so there it is. Um, if you go to shiftheads.ca, it's right there for you. Handyandymedia.com is his website. Andy Barrar is here and Andy, we're talking about TikTok. Let's get to it quickly because I want to get the home automation one in too. They're, they're turning things sideways, you might say. Yeah. So TikTok, everyone that's used TikTok knows that everything's done in portrait mode. So you're holding your phone vertically. Well, they're going to start testing landscape videos in a major shakeup. And that's really going to put them in comparison to YouTube because one thing that TikTok has is they have younger demographics, people that are going to TikTok all the time but they want to start doing longer form content chain about 10 minutes. So they're going to start experimenting in some regions around the world with landscape videos. They want to see how, if these young people could actually handle turning their phone sideways and, and doing this. And you could always tell, you know, what kind of uh, social media platform people use by how they capture content on their smartphone. A lot of people, Instagram, TikTok, they, they do it in a portrait mode where they just kind of vertically just go and take a picture or a video. Other people will do it in landscape mode. And those are the people that typically will post on to YouTube. So it, this will be interesting because the, it's kind of like you're either on one side or the other. Rarely do people interchange between both of them. So we'll have to wait and see how that uh, resonates with the TikTok um, users out there. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? Is you, If you want to take a nice, nice panoramic photo, video, but then you have to retake the video in the vertical mode, or then yeah. you get somebody who tries to put this sideways video on the up down app, and then the somebody's missing out of the video because they got cropped out. Like it, yeah. it's dumb. I know, I know. Um, I, I'm the landscape guy because I come from like traditional videos. And the yeah. thing is, you can get apps like it's called InShot where you could actually zoom it up or change it and make it a vertical video where you can zoom in if you have a good enough camera. But yeah, it, it is it's interesting. Whenever you go somewhere, just look around at how people take photos or videos on their phone. And you'll see that the younger people are typically vertical. Maybe the older people are horizontal, but it really depends these days. It's It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. All right. So here we go. Um, Andy has some insights if you want to make your house smarter. Now, the thing about a smart home is it's only smart for a couple of years because the new technology comes along. I caution massive investment into this realm, but it is also super convenient when you can walk in and everything's connected. Tell us about it, Andy. Yeah, so there's this new protocol called Matter, and it's a language that all like 300 different companies, including Apple, Google, Samsung, um, Amazon, they all actually got into the same room and said, let's make a language for all these smart home devices. So it doesn't matter what kind of device you buy, it doesn't matter what brand, 
you'll know that it's going to work with your smart home, whether you're in an Apple smart home or a Google smart home or Amazon smart home. So this matter protocol is going live now. Google just announced that they're going to apply an update to all their Google home devices to allow this new language to work with any device. Amazon has also announced it. So when you go and buy smart home devices now, whether it's Christmas or in 2023, what you want to look for is a thing that says it's mattered enabled. And that means that this new protocol is enabled in that device. And you'll notice it right away because when you install it, if you ever installed one of these smart home devices when they first came out, you would have to download the app for that respective brand. Then you would have to download your, you know, the Google one and try to sync everything. All of that is gone. It's going to be an easy setup. It's going to take, you know, like seconds rather than minutes now. So this new matter protocol matters. And that's why uh, I wanted to discuss it because if you've been waiting to start a smart home, get smart lights, uh, smart lights, smart switches, smart uh, thermostat, now's the time because it's going to be so much easier. Just make sure you find that matter enabled kind of badge on the products when you purchase it. Does that mean they're going to be able to talk to each other though, Andy? They will. So you can buy different brands now. You can have different security brands from different companies, but all see it on your smart display. Um, that that competition of sticking into one ecosystem like Samsung smart things, those are in the past now. You can now pick whatever brand you want. As long as it works in a smart home, it'll work for your smart home because it's using this new Matter protocol. So that might mean if you used to use the Google like smart plugs, and you use Apple devices now, some of those yes. things could start working? Yes, wow, that's because amazing. Apple that's is huge. now talking. Yeah, so it should. Now, it could go reverse. It depends on each device, but most mm -hmm. of the, like Apple and Google, they're going to do a, an update to their legacy devices so that it, it is matter-enabled. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.